Okay, we're now live. Hi, this is Elliot Fishman. It's Thursday, the 11th of May, 2023. I hope everybody is doing well. And um, we have a great speaker, actually, a little who, um, if, you know, some of you will actually be there, some of you will not, probably. But it's um, a person who will be speaking on some of the stuff that um, I actually maybe cover a little bit today. But what I'd like to uh, uh, speak to you about is a little bit about AI and um, AI in clinical practice. And there's no doubt, um, I gave a talk the other day at Dave Hellman's meeting, CIM, uh, to a bunch of people about where AI is going, where we think it's going to change. And I think the conclusion is AI is going to change everything and it's going to happen faster than you think. Uh, we're talking about years, not decades. So it's going to happen a lot quicker than you may think. In fact, many places is happening already. I was speaking with Charlie White at University of Maryland a couple of weeks ago at a meeting, and they have AI. I think they use AI Doc. I'm pretty sure to look at all their pulmonary emboli. Uh, and he uh, has said it's very successful. He said particularly when it's negative, he gives him a lot more confidence, and um, he can keep moving faster and uh, the amount of false positives and false negatives is relatively small and that's been the published results as well. I know a lot of people are using that. There's a lot of people also using some uh, in breast imaging looking at a range of products that have been approved by the FDA. Many of them in practice, some stuff from Radnet for example. People are beginning to use that and there's so much other work going on in different areas of radiology, whether then whether it's like us looking at pancreatic cancer, or an article about oh, two weeks ago talking about liver mets, how AI picked up substantially more liver mets, or the fact that AI, um, if you're the expert, let's say musculoskeletal trauma, uh, it's probably not going to help you much. But if you're average or below average, it's going to make you an expert. So I think one of the things is no one's ever going to be 100% accurate. But if you say you're in the high 90s, which is probably as good as it gets, right? We're going to be frank about that. No one's going to be 100 ever. But if all of a sudden you're in the 70s, <clears throat> now you're in the high 90s, that's spectacular. And it's particularly spectacular for our patients because... Everybody wants to go to an expert, and if everybody becomes an expert, it's wonderful, right? You know, it's not going to be, oh, gosh, I wish those other people weren't so smart. It's going to be more like, hey, this is really good. I want to do, uh, I want to do well. I want to do well for myself. I want to do well for my patients. So I think in that part, indeed, it's very exciting. Now, there's lots of articles, and uh, I was reading a few the other day and reading a few this morning. A questions about using AI responsibly answered this in the uh, Harvard uh, Business Review there's a lot of articles being published one of the concerns and I'm on a chat type thing with a few people who know a lot um, and that's the concern is you know not everybody is a good actor there's an article today British Medical Journal Global Health a not an inconsequential journal titled The Article Threats by Artificial Intelligence to Human Health and Human Existence. Effective regulation of the development and use of AI is needed to avoid harm. Until such regulations are in place, a moratorium on the development 
of self-improving artificial intelligence should be instituted. Well, okay, that's like putting the genie back in the bottle. That ain't gonna happen, guys. The challenge always is there are bad actors, right? For everything good, there's someone who does something bad. Um, the key is going to be trying to avoid it. Yesterday, Google had a bunch of major announcements, including a flip phone that folds. That's kind of cool. But they were talking about how AI on images that are manipulated, they're going to put automatically that this image was created by AI. So they're trying to make it very clear that what's real and what's Memorex. That is what's real and what's real till someone changed it. I think that will make people feel a lot more comfortable. You may love the images that are generated by um, AI. There's nothing wrong with that, but you don't want Seymour Smith to go around saying, hey, I drew this, I created this. And, he, and yes, he created it on a computer, but he took it from another image and then adjusted it and did X, Y, and Z. I think we just want clarity. We're not against it. You know, it's like, um, the Beatles song yesterday, Paul McCartney wrote that song, and they made it to number one with that song, and that surely is probably the best version of yesterday, but to my knowledge, yesterday has been covered by thousands and thousands of artists. There's nothing wrong with that. It actually shows their regard to how great the song was, but it also, you wanna know that, hey, this was the original song, this was the original writer, no matter how many people sing yesterday, it's always going to say for the uh, you know the author. It's going to say Paul McCartney, John Lennon. It's always going to say that. So with AI, we want to know what are facts and what are not exactly facts. It may be your opinion. There's nothing wrong with that, but let's not confuse your opinion with the facts. Maybe your opinion is correct. Maybe it's not. With AI mentioning the thing about pulmonary emboli, I think for me, if you give me AI and it's really helpful, I will use it every time. I'm not going to say, hey, I looked at AI, and maybe at some point we'll say that, in part because patients will want to know we're using AI. If it's so good, I want to make sure you're using it. And the second thing is, I want to make sure that, you know, there was a, a thing the other day, an article written very nicely about um, breast imaging. And what they did is they used AI, but they, I think in 30% of cases with AI, they gave AI the wrong answer. That it was on purpose. And then they tested it with a, a large number of physicians, but people with minimal experience or inexperienced, moderate experience, and so-called experts. Now, each of them use the AI plus their own ability. And what happened was everybody at times changed their mind to the AI, even when AI was wrong. It was showed that the people who were the least experienced were more likely to believe the AI. So one of the challenges with AI, and for a moment I'm blocking out what that is called in terms of bias, but you realize that if AI is 100% accurate, you can close your eyes. Okay, that's great. 
But AI, let's say, is 90% accurate, which means sometimes you're going to be right and AI is going to be wrong, and sometimes AI is going to be uh, right and you're going to be wrong. Most of the time, probably, the two of you are going to agree. But it's these ones where you disagree. You need to be good enough and sure enough that if you look at a case and say there's no PE, and yes, I'm looking at what the computer says, or if you're looking at a mammogram and you say there's no cancer and you're looking at what the computer says, if looking at the computer's report, thinking about what you know, thinking about your experience, which hopefully is extensive, you're gonna say, yes, the computer said this, but I'm not listening. As opposed to you saying, you know, that computer is really smart. I know I say this and, and he or she says that, but I better change my mind. It's going to be interesting. If, if, if you knew the AI was 50% accurate, then you wouldn't have a, uh, a problem disagreeing with it. But if someone told you this AI program is 99% accurate, you've got to say, OMG, if it's that good, I ain't arguing. I'm going to listen to what it says, and that's going to be the bias. So we want to make certain, who knows long term, but surely short term, Physicians are going to have to have a little bit of spine. Now, how that's going to work, I don't know exactly. Are you going to put down in the report, I think this, the computer thinks that? No, you're not going to do that. Are you going to save the computer report? I have asked people, everybody, almost everyone I speak to tells me they don't save the computer report. You don't need to have that because I think from a legal perspective, they don't want to sit there saying, I said yes, the computer said no, and the computer was right. So. In time, we're going to have to see how that works out. We all know, and we've spoken about that, that the legal ramifications of AI are a work in progress. And again, we want to be careful that you know we do the best for our patients, but you need to be careful what the laws are. And I have a feeling over time, the laws are going to change. So um, things will be significantly different. I think my recommendation to you is read a lot. I am reading now more than ever about AI. Take everything with a grain of salt. Article I just read, artificial intelligence and chat GPT between worst enemy and best friends. The two faces of a revolution and its impact on science and medical schools. And that's an article from one of the French journals, Review Neurologica. But it does make the point that it's all how you look at it. It is the best of times and potentially the worst of times. It's not perfect yet, and it's not going to be perfect for a very, very long time. I think the real challenge is going to be how do we use it. Remember, the, the enemy of perfection is good, or good is the enemy of perfection, however you say it. But it's going to take a while for things to get great. But, you know, it may be good enough. So I think that part's very exciting. We need to really be paying attention. I think it's in our best interest and it's in our patient's best interest. So it's, it's exciting. It's gonna lead to change. And at CTSS, we're gonna keep you informed. We're gonna tell you what we read. There's a big section on um, uh, AI on the website. If you look at the pearls every month, there's AI pearls. I know this month I probably have 50 pearls already summarizing many articles. So take a look at that and keep learning. Um, this is going to be the 
biggest change in our lifetime. And where it goes and how much change in radiology, I don't know exactly, but it's gonna be monumental. So with that, if no one has any questions, here Ranuk said, uh, AI is exciting, it's worrying, it's a change, inevitable indeed, and we agree. Lily just posted our AI section, take a look there. I am working on new lectures on the topic, so you'll see some of them as well. But there are other lectures we've done recently. So I think it's all very exciting. We're looking forward to it. And you can see I changed a little bit my computers in my office, which is why I'm facing this way rather than that way. All the same. Anyway, everybody, have a great day and see you soon.